This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Equity Minds. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you can. Hey, Equity Mates. We are excited to bring you the next episode of Buy or Sell with Adam Kiley. But before we jump in, just a reminder that while we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal circumstances. Any information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes only. Any advice is general. Buy it! Buy it now! Hold it! Hello and welcome or welcome back to a little place we like to call the No Holds Bar with me, Adam, host of Comedian vs. Economist podcast and widely regarded as one of the simplest minds in finance. Each week, I'm joined by an actual expert, though, to educate me and hopefully you on how they're thinking about stocks and the stocks they're thinking about. It's rapid fire, though, buy or sell. We're going to rip through as many stocks as we can in the time we've got, and we'll put our money where our mouth is, uh, tracking each stock on the Equitymates website so you can see how things pan out, good, bad, or otherwise. And a reminder, this isn't a deep dive, but hopefully it gets you thinking. Uh, you can continue the journey on the Equity Mates website. There's plenty of resources there. You'll find the tracker for this show along with the Find a Company page uh, where you can get more info on all of the companies that uh, that we cover on this show. So uh, on with it. And today I am thrilled to be joined by Owen Rask, uh, Founder and Chief Investment Officer at Rask Group. Welcome, Owen. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me, mate. Pleasure to be here. Thrilled to have you here. Hey, uh, before we get started, I want you to relax settle in. Uh, We are coming to you, of course, from the No Holds Bar, the most stocked bar in the world. And Owen, I'd like to offer you a drink uh, from our our bar here. What could I get for you? Well, uh, Huberman says you can't have a coffee after 1pm and it's at the time of recording, it's just before 1pm, so I would sneak in a coffee at the time of the day (laughs) and I would go with soy cappuccino. It's a team that I'm from Melbourne, Mm. I'm white, I'm nearly middle-aged male, it makes sense that that's what I'd be doing. 
I did see on your website actually you list your favourite coffee places all over Melbourne. So uh, something tells me you're a bit of a coffee fanatic, perhaps. Yeah, that's it. We've done a lot of interviews with um, coffee shop owners, roasters, and things like these on some of our podcasts. And yep. um, we're from Melbourne. We don't have much, so uh, we go with sport <laughs> and, and coffee. And so uh, you got to pick one. And um, my battle is with finding the best coffee. So that's all available on the website. Yeah, excellent. All right, let's uh, let's get stuck into the show. We're going to get through as many stocks as we can. Uh, keen to get your thoughts on on all of them. Uh, let's ease into it. Uh, we're going to start with the Vanguard Australian Shares Index ETF ASX VAS, currently trading at eighty seven dollars fifty six. Uh, Owen, is this a buy or a sell for you? Uh, it's a definite buy for me, Adam. Um, combination of the ten companies and ETFs that we'll be talking about today, I would say go in the core or satellite allocation of a portfolio. So I'll try and make that clear as we go through. Some people say, well, why not go with BetaShares A200 or why not go with the IOZ ETF from iShares? And you know, the list just goes on and on and on. And the reality is it doesn't really matter too much which one you pick because all the studies show that just being invested is the most important thing. And um, like Bryce and uh, uh, Ren always talk about this and they said it in their recent book, it's that's the important thing. And so uh, I think for the most part with VAS, what you get is a low cost ETF. You get exposure for your core, Aussie shares, pace franking credits, all the bells and whistles, and you can just sleep at night, I guess, knowing that that's in there. And then when we get to the other nine names, uh, we can add a bit more spice and a bit more flair <laughs> to what we're doing to keep us up. Right. We've got a solid foundation. I like that. I like anything I don't have to think too much about, Owen, is right in my wheelhouse. Uh, brilliant. All right. So that's a buy for you. I'm buying. All right, next up, we are looking at Brainchip Holdings Limited, ASX BRN, currently at 20 cents. I don't know about you, Owen, but I am sick of spending literally seconds using my eyes like a Luddite to tell if an apple is rotten or not. Uh, Brainchip uh, can do this in milliseconds. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Owen, is brain, Brainchip, is that a, a buy or a sell for you? Uh, it's a sell from me. Uh, it's quite a contentious one. I kind of thought of the most contentious one that I would... I'll be able to bring to the show today and full disclosure like I'm not much of a seller I don't have a, a, a dog in this fight for or against um, but what I would say is that a company that makes $27,000 in quarterly cash receipts which is the most recent number I've got and has a $344 million market capitalization so basically translated to English what that means is the company makes um, about $27,000 in the most recent quarter from uh, customers um, but it's losing because it's spending money to pay staff and these types of things. It's actually losing about $4 million out the door. Right. Uh, with about $17 million of cash, you can do the math on how many quarters are left. But basically, you know, I've, I've always wished the company success and um, I've been pretty public about that. But I've also been quite public in that I just think that at least former management were extremely promotional and... If a company is promotional, that's one thing. There's another company in our list today that is promotional and they're coming out and saying wonderful things. Um, that's great, but they've got to be able to back it up. And we haven't seen that yet from Brainchip. Now, Brainchip could go on and 10x from here and do really well. And I hope that's the case for all shareholders who maybe were invested at $1.60 or $1.50 or all the way down. Um, for me, though, I think if I could say anything, like I'm not that good on saying when is the right time to sell. But what I would say is it's probably more of an avoid um, for most investors, um, unless you you know, really go into the weeds on this. All right, excellent. It's a sell for you. Sell it. 
All right, next up, we're looking at Zero Limited, ASX XRO, currently trading at $101.24. Sorry, if it was a dollar and one, people would be screaming, I'm sure. Uh, zero accounting software. I'm no abacus, but you can count on me. A uh, little hat tip to Jamie T there. Uh, buy or sell for you, Owen? Uh, if it was trading in the dollar, I'd put all my money into it, <laughs> I'd tell you that much. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful business. Uh, it's been going for a very long time now here in Australia. In New Zealand, across the pond is where it started with Rod Drury, the founder who's since moved on. So basically what you get with Zero is you get probably one of the highest quality Australian businesses. Now, people might say, well, what does that mean? Well, typically when you think about quality companies, what you get is you get things like growing revenue, you get wide profit margins, um, you get a product that people rave and rant about and say, how amazing is this? Like, I can't believe it. We made the switch. Um, and one thing that you also tend to get for anyone that's looking for these businesses in the wild is you tend to get uh, a lot of friction when these companies emerge. And so what that takes the form of is like everyone can remember when Afterpay came out and effectively what we had on one side of the fence was all the consumer groups saying how horrible this thing is. I think Barefoot Investor called it a gateway drug. And then you have all of the investors that were like, this thing's going to take off. Uh, and so you get friction and the, the basic principle of long-term investing in growth-style companies is that some people have to disagree with you. With Zero, basically what you get is a business that has created the most dominant accounting software in the country, um, and you can access it from anywhere. In fact, I was just on it before for my team. We use it. We've used it for a long time. We pay about 60 bucks a month, and to be honest, the time and effort that it saves me in paying super, paying taxes invoicing, all that sort of stuff, I'd probably pay 600. Like don't tell zero that, but that's probably what I'd pay um, <laughs> because it saves my accountant. <laughs> it saves my accountant that much money, right? What you get is a business that's growing, doesn't have the profitability yet because it hasn't hit that point of inflection, we call it, but it's getting there. Um, profits are going up and especially under the current management. So I think any, any anyone that's been able to create a company that gets people excited about accounting then that's, uh, that's a winner for sure. Uh, all right, zero is a buy for you, excellent. Accounts payable. All right, next up, uh, Owen, we're looking at Altium Limited, ASX ALU, currently at $44.26, and I've got a joke for you, do you wanna hear it? What do you get if you cross Altium with an equity mate? An ultimatum. Thank you. Thank well, you for laughing. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a seven out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten, man. That's good. It's B plus. Uh, all right. Uh, I've got an ultimatum for you. I'll give me some more buys, uh, or I'll give you more bad jokes. Uh, Ultium. Is it a buy or a sell? Uh, I'd give it a buy. Once again, all of these individual companies that we've mentioned so far would be out in that more satellite allocation that I have in a portfolio. So what we do at Rask is basically we help the community to understand that you should probably have your core on one side and your satellite on the other. And and the way you, th you do that in practice is you have in your core portfolio, which is that boring stuff we mentioned, um, you put that in one brokerage account and then another brokerage account, um, you have like your individual stocks, your more risky things. And Altium probably is still on that riskier side. It's Even though it's a really high quality growth company, it sells software that engineers can use to design things called printed circuit boards. PCBs is what the industry jargon is. And basically... Everything around you, if you're listening to this on headphones, inside those headphones, there would be a tiny little board. Um, you listen to this on your phone, you're in your car. All of these different things need to be designed and have these kind of like motherboards. Well, Altium designs the software, which the, the engineers use to create that. It's at this intersection 
of what we call connected manufacturing, where someone, say at Bosch, which makes the, the drills and you know power tools and that sort of stuff, someone at Bosch might be sitting in California designing a new washing machine, and they've got their factory in China. And they can, from the moment that they're using the software in California, basically click build, and then it sends a message to the automated manufacturing floor. Now, we're not there yet for a lot of these um, tools, but Altium Designer, which is core product, is moving towards that connected future. And it's also happening to be growing fast, but it's profitable. It pays a dividend. The management team have hundreds of millions of dollars of skin in the game. So you end up with this business that's kind of leading the industry. It's got some competitors, but it's in this kind of sweet spot uh, of growth. And it's really poorly understood. So, All right, so it's a buy for you. They're buying it. All right, next one. We are looking at Washington H. Soul Pattinson and Company Limited. I'm glad they abbreviated the H there. Otherwise, that name would be ridiculously long, wouldn't it? <laughs> buy or sell. Currently, ASX, sorry, ASX SOL, currently $33.48. Buy or sell for you. What do they do, Owen? Yeah, so um, I've got it as a buy. It's, a, it's one of those companies that could fit in the core or the satellite of a portfolio. And basically, it's a conglomerate, I guess, is the easiest way to think about it. So what's the conglomerate? A conglomerate is just when you put all things together and you just kind of see what happens. Um, that explains why their name is like 46 words long. That's every, every, everyone wanted to be represented in the name. <laughs> so the name actually traces back to over 100 years ago when the business was founded. Um, it's founded in New South Wales. And just going off the top of my head here, so I may miss some of the facts, sorry uh, to the Milner family, but um, basically you combined chemists. People would know uh, the sole Pattinson chemists that get around, uh, Louis Pattinson, which is the, the other the business holder. And basically they came together and they started in pharmacy. But over time, what happened is as the family that still runs it today, you can trace that lineage through time. To have a business that lasts decades, you can't just do one thing forever. Like the laws of capitalism say that if you make a really good coffee, I'm out getting a soy cappuccino. I say, how good is this cappuccino from Patricia Coffee Roasters in Melbourne? Uh, for anyone that knows that, it's probably the best in the world. But you know what's going to happen is another barista is going to open up a shop right next door and try and copy them as best they can. So what Soul Pat's recognized is that, hey, we can just start other businesses or buy other businesses using our cash flow from the chemists. Fast forward to today. It's kind of sold off the chemist, funnily enough, but it actually owns a big chunk of Brickworks, which is Austral Bricks. If you know, most houses are made out of Austral yeah, Bricks. Yeah. It's got businesses involved in things like electrical engineering. Uh, it's got businesses involved in funds management. It's got all different types of businesses under the one hood. Because Solpats is a company structure, so meaning that when you buy it, you actually get shares, but when you buy VAS, you get units of an ETF. They're different legal structures. The management of Solpats can buy companies that aren't public. Ah, right. So they don't have to buy and sell like an ETF every day to make sure that people can get in and out. They can buy and hold. And so they did that with many companies and they can buy businesses in private markets and then sell them 10 years later if that's what they want to do. And so this is one of the only companies in Australia that has a track record of doing this over 50 plus years. And so you get a dividend and you get wonderful management and that's about all there is to it. Brilliant. Bye for you. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. Stick around after the break. There's more stocks to come, including Rask's big call. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back here on Buy or Sell with me, Adam, and I'm joined by Owen Rask. Uh, Owen, how's your coffee going? Do you need, you need a top up? Yeah, good. I think I've had too many this morning. Yeah, I think I've had too <laughs> How many. How many do you have in a day? You seem like an enthusiast. Oh, no, only two, only two a day. Yeah, I think I've listened to too many uh, podcasts that tell me I shouldn't have it after midday. So um, uh, here we are. Very good. Hey, uh, all right. First up, we're going to look at uh, Lavisa Holdings, ASX LOV, currently $18.53. And before we hear your thesis, Owen, uh, I want to play you another thesis on Lavisa I was given over the weekend, and then we can perhaps see if there's uh, any similarities between the two. What do you like about Lavisa? You can't just get your ears pierced there or just get earrings there. Mm. You can get friendship necklaces, mm. a whole pack of earrings. Yeah. And there's also other things that aren't jewellery. Like what? There's hair clips, mm. scrunchies. So you like shopping at Lavisa? Yes. I went there today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my eight-year-old daughter, Emily, giving her thoughts on LaVisa. Very bullish, fair to say. Oh, and when thinking about investing in LaVisa, how much weight do you put on their ability to execute the hair clip and scrunchy strategy? <laughs> I think I should give up <laughs> and just hand the reins over to her. If she wants to come in and uh, take over, um, yeah. by all means, because her take on LaVisa is exactly all you need to know. Yeah, right. It has so many like passionate people, not just young people, boys and girls. It also has uh, my wife, uh, who's considerably older. It has uh, grandmas and grandpas and all different people that go in there for presents. And the, the, the competitive advantage of LaVisa is that it can bring designs to market in a matter of days, sometimes weeks. Um, whereas you go to like, I don't know, one of the big box retailers, it could take a year before a product that's designed actually gets in the hands of a consumer. The core thesis is this, you could buy LaVisa today and it's a great business and it might exist for a few years in mediocrity, but there's a chance and it's not a huge chance, but say it's 30% probability. That's, I'm just making that up, that it is a success in either the USA or Europe and its store count goes from 800 today to 3,000 in five years. And that's effectively what you're betting on. And that's the thesis. If that doesn't work, then you're not going to three or four X your money. All right, go long scrunchies. Your scrunchie? My lucky scrunchie. All right, next up, we are looking at the Vanguard Australian Shares High Yield ETF, ASX VHY, currently $66.25. High yield, Owen. Why are we mucking around with VAS when we could have high yield? That sounds better. This sounds like when uh, <laughs> when they decided to keep Panadol on the market once they released Panadol Rapid. Like, P Panadol Rapid? No, thanks. I'd like this headache to linger for a bit longer. Um yeah, well, <laughs> why would we why would we buy the high why would we buy VAS when there's a high yield version? Is it the same thing, just more money? Well, yeah, I guess in the end they say everything's just a toaster, isn't it? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, with the high yield VHY, what you get is um, you get 70 to 80 stocks on average. It kind of fluctuates a little bit. But basically what you get is 70 to 80 stocks, not 300 with VAS. And you get companies that are expected to pay dividends in the future. It's very simple and elegant in what it does in that you take a standard, you know, blue chip shares in Australia, you get a list of those, and then they basically plot that or like uh, match that against what analysts as a group expect a company to pay in dividends in the future. From those two lists, you combine them and whichever companies are out at the end, you basically just buy and hold those companies. And then it rotates every now and again. There are about 10 or so dividend ETFs. That's what they call them on the market. But this is my favorite by far because it has about 70 to 80 names. Most of the dividend ETFs only have about 20 to 30. It's an intelligent ETF in that it uses the forecast of dividends. So some of the old style ETFs for dividends, what they did was they go, well, BHP paid a dividend last year. We'll put it in the portfolio this year and then BHP cuts its dividend, for example. And so that was what I would call a dumb ETF. Whereas this is kind of forecasting ahead, doesn't get it right every time. I don't think anyone that's in their 20s um, that doesn't have a humongous portfolio that they're living off in passive income should be considering this. I think you should go with VAS because in that instance, you're going to get more growth. But for retirees that are Australian citizens, you get franking credits, get all of those things if you hold uh, an ETF like VHY and it's pretty low cost. It's pretty easy uh, to just swap in and out of a portfolio. Very good. All right, that's a buy. We're rich. We can retire. All right, next up. We're looking at Bond, Laser Bond. Uh, Laser Bond Limited, ASX LBL, uh, currently 87 cents. Owen, is Laser Bond a buy for you? Yes, it is. Um, I know that you had, uh, I don't think he's drinking the, the, the Bond style <laughs> drinks, but uh, Andrew Page, who you had on the show previously, he did mention Laser Bond. And I listened to that episode. Um, and, he, and he said he drank a gin and tonic, which is very Andrew of him. Um, and he, I don't know, I guess he does have some appeal for. James Bond style enthusiast, Andrew, is oh, no, pretty yeah. charismatic. Maybe pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could probably pull it off. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Laser Bond is, uh, as Andrew would have said in that episode, in fact he did, is it's a surface engineering business. So don't let me like bamboozle the bejesus out of here. Basically what that means is it repairs machinery. That's as simple as you like. And so Laser Bond's been doing this for many years. I was fortunate enough to interview the CEO, uh, Wayne Hooper, and uh, Wayne is part of the Hooper family who started the business. And here's an interesting thing. I believe, and Wayne could correct me if you're listening, Wayne, but I was the first person to ever interview him for running the business. I think that's the case. I could be wrong. Ever? Yeah. As in yeah. just ever, ever. He had some people <laughs> rock up to the AGM one day. I have a friend, Luke Winchester. Um, he rocked up to the AGM. This would be five to 10 years ago. And normally it'd just be a handful of them, you know, just the people that run the company rocking up to the AGM, taking the minutes, doing all that sort of stuff. And an investor walked in the door and they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm here for the AGM. Isn't there like a thing going on today? <laughs> um, and so that gives you a sense of how small and hidden this company has been for a very long time. But why do I like it? So LaserBond, it's about a $100 million company. It's profitable, has been for a long time. It's growing, compounding about 20% per year. It sells products uh, to like mining services businesses. You, Adam, you walk in and you've got a gigantic Tonka truck wheel and you're like, hey, I need this thing repaired. I go, great, I'll do it. Um, I'll have it back to you in a few weeks. But one of the things that's really interesting about Laser Bond is it's actually now selling its laser uh, bonding machines, if you like. So it's laser cladding machines and it's selling them overseas. And so basically it can earn a royalty without doing any of the work. So in 10 years from today, I think that's a that could be something that's interesting, but it is high risk. I like the stock. 
All right, next up, we are looking at Macquarie Group, ASX, MQG, uh, currently $167.42. But, oh, and we're talking banking. Uh, Macquarie Group, is this a buy, hold, or sell for you? Uh, I would buy it. People can walk away from this episode knowing that um, you you know where to find your coffee, um, and you, you can also have some silver donuts with that because that's what the Macquarie Group logo looks like. Um, <laughs> Coffee and donuts. That's what we offer <laughs> yeah. on this show. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Macquarie Group is another name other than like the silver donut, if you look at the logo on top of buildings, is uh, the Millionaire Factory. Macquarie Group is an investment bank. So you can go to Macquarie uh, and you can sell your company. So they'll have bankers that will help you sell it, finance it. Uh, a lot of the big mining companies use Macquarie for things like commodities trading, and are hedging their iron ore or their copper or whatever when they sell it in a global marketplace. Now, interestingly, this company, I believe off the top of my head, has been profitable for 50 years in a row. So it's got just about a stellar reputation as Washington hates Sol Pattinson, although it is completely different. However, during the GFC, Macquarie, off the top of my head, I think it went from over $100 a share to below $30 a share. <laughs> so imagine if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh yeah, great, blue chip company, Macquarie, globally diversified, and then, oh my Lord. So what they did after the GFC uh, is basically they moved into traditional banking or what we call retail banking. So now you can go to Macquarie, you can get a great term deposit, no affiliation. Uh, You can get a home loan, no affiliation. Link link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, link in the show notes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and they would make make a great sponsor of equity, much just saying. Um, But uh, yeah, so you can go and you can get all that sort of stuff. And so what they've done is they transformed their business from just investment banking to now retail banking. And they're one of the fastest growing. You get all of that packaged up. And it's got this self-fulfilling competitive advantage where everyone knows you can go there, you can get a great job, and you can become a millionaire, hopefully. And then so what does that do? That attracts more talented people and more talented people and more talented people. And it just reinforces this culture and cycle of professionalism and excellence. I'm going to be a millionaire. All right, it is time now for the big call. Owen, uh... Tough to come up with gags about the S&P 500 ETF, uh, but uh, IVV, uh, currently $46.55. I've got some of this one myself. See what I did there? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, is this a buy or a sell for you? This is a, the big call, so I'm guessing it's a buy. It's a, it's a buy, yeah. It's a big, big call to say. Probably one of the most boring things in the world. Uh, I didn't is, want to say it. I didn't yeah, want to say it. You know, yeah, it's 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 one of these ETFs that is just like it does everything in one. And so I think for most folks who can't be bothered picking stocks and doing all that sort of stuff, this is the thing that you should be paying attention to. The reason why is it's pro USA. Um, it's the world's most powerful economy. But I'll give you some uh, interesting facts. So a lot of people look at this and they go, "Well, hey, hey, mate, there's no um, you know, there's no emerging markets. There's no China. There's no." None of this sort of stuff. But you know what's inside it? Is you got Apple that sells in China. You've got Tesla that sells in China. You've got Starbucks that's all around the world. You've got all of these wonderful American businesses that export their wares to the rest of the world. Right here in Australia, I'm recording on an Apple iMac, for example. And so you get all of that in this one uh, ETF that's all packaged up neatly for you. It's super low cost. And what reinforces my belief in IVV? Well, other than it being run by BlackRock, the other thing is the USA spends more on its military than the next 10 countries combined. Yeah, wow. And so if you think about what it's got going in its favor, it's got the world's most arable land, basically. Uh, It's, you know, geographically, it's away from the rest of the world where there's a lot of, you know, tension. Uh, It's got 
you know, a huge amount of millionaire migration. It's got some of the smartest people in the world. It's got a culture of uh, innovation. And you get all of that bundled up for less than 10 basis points or 0.01%, less than that. I mean, it's a pretty good bet. Is it a good time? Like, uh, like we're, we're sort of hearing about the end of inflation in the States. Um, you know, the, the Fed chair has been out sort of talking, well, encouragingly uh, about, about inflation being done. Is it a good time? Is, is that part of your, your sort of thinking around IVV as well? There's, a, there's IVV and then there's the equivalent that's currency hedged. Probably the number one thing that you should be looking at if you're thinking about adding money to IVV is what's the currency going to do in the next few years? And you just want to make sure you're not buying or selling at extreme levels. And we could be close to an area where you could consider the currency extreme. So you can just go with the hedged option. Um, and it's just a little bit more. Um, but basically what that means is it neutralizes currency. And it's one of these things, Adam, where you can invest in it and you can buy and hold for very, very long periods of time. In that time, inflation is going to come and go. In that time, interest rates are going to come and go. In that time, we'll probably experience more wars. We'll probably experience more recessions. But that's been happening for 150 years. And over 150 years, on average, companies in the S&P 500 increase their profits between 6 and 7% a year. So the old time in the market rather than timing the market. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. Hey, Owen, big thanks for coming on the show today. I think it's been a, it's been a really enjoyable show. Um, really appreciate you taking the time out to, to join me. Um, where can people find you if they'd like to hear more from you? Yeah, sure. So for folks who aren't familiar, um, you can just head to ras.com.au or the Australian Investors Podcast. Brilliant, excellent. Uh, and if you'd like to hear more from me, then there's a new episode of Comedian versus Economist dropping every Wednesday uh, wherever you get your pods. And don't forget, we would love to know what you think of the show. Uh, this is episode five of a six-part series uh, where we're really just sort of testing out the format. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be back bigger and, and even better next year. Um, but we'd love to know what you think of the show. So send us an email, contact at equitymates.com uh, or leave a message uh, on the Equitymates uh, Investing Podcast discussion group in Facebook or uh, Spotify reviews, wherever you, can, wherever you can write something about the show. We'd love to see it. Uh, but yeah, that is all for us for this week. We'll be back next week for the final show in the series with Andrew Brown. Uh, I hope you'll join me then. But for now, it is bye from us. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. 